This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by PopFlix. PopFlix, the all-new video streaming service from PopCo. Find out what everyone is talking about and stream award-winning PopFlix original content now. Like My Old Bird's Box, BoJack Horsecock, and everyone's favorite, Doing Strange Things. There are hundreds of shows and movies to choose from over at PopFlix. We even have the classics like Wet Hot Chinese Winter, Forrest Blumpkin, and the award-winning Schindler's Day Off, starring Stephen McConaughey and Willie Haroldson. PopFlix starts at $23.99 a month, and that's almost twice as much as Netflix. That's how you know it's better. PopFlix, a Popco brand. <clears throat> Hello, and thank you for cracking another road soda. I hope you are listening and driving, because that's what road sodas are about. Entertainment on the go. They are about fun on the run. They're about pancakes on a hot tar griddle. You get what I'm saying. On this episode, we have the dark organ harvest of monkey-human hybrids, and oh no, the men in black tried to snatch my baby. And just me again. I am your host, Isaiah Cooper, on this wonderful, beautiful episode of Road Soda, episode 104. Ooh, that's a lot of something. Uh, and uh, it's a whole bunch of something, if you will. As always, We've got some listener mail, folks. Let's listen to uh, some listener mail. Yeah, I'm on my own again today, and we will have uh, Justin will be, he said he's going to be gracing us next week, so we'll have him back. And Patrick, as if anyone remembers, actually, I don't think he ever mentioned it on the show, but he did uh, say he, he was taking a little trip. He was going to be out for a couple of weeks, uh, but when he gets back into town, then uh, he will definitely hear from Patrick again. And because uh, I think that's a fun little trio, it's a it works well. I think uh, I think we all play off each other quite nicely, and it's that's uh, that's fun. How about another word from our sponsors? New to PopFlix, the summer game show people are really crying about. That's, that's my, my cat. cat. We take your cat and give it a complete makeover, then put it in a pack of other similar cats. Then, you have to pick your cat out. If you can, you win one million dollars. If you can't, we kill, we your, kill cat. your cat. Father Charles Patrick. Father, Father Charles. Now Steven is hoping his cat will come to him. Father Charles Patrick. Come on, boy. We've seen this strategy before, folks, and it never works. Father Charles. Come here, Charles. Steven, has Father Charles Patrick ever come when you do that? <laughs> no! Can the owners find their cats? Find out who wins a million dollars and who goes home empty-handed and catless. Stream the whole season this summer on PopFlix. Guys, always allowed to write into the show. We love hearing from you. Uh, take it from uh, take it from Grant. He wrote in 
twice. He wrote in twice this week. Check this shit out. Uh, it says, resolution, pretty sure it's one word. Enunciate first syllable. Bam Margera. I get it. So for last episode, we were uh, discussing Bam, or I was discussing Bam, uh, you know, the guy, Bam Margera. And I said, that's kind of redundant, isn't it? Because I think that's like an acronym for his name. Like his first name starts with a B and his middle name is an A and then Margera. So when you say Bam Margera, but he says, I'm pretty sure it's just one Bam, Bam Margera, right? Okay. I see that. He also wrote in again, Ronnie Gilts and Triplets. Sounds like Ronnie has Pat-style pregnancy premonitions. Good catch. Good fucking catch. Because what that means is I did a I did a, an, a, a review of an article. Sorry, yeah, we, we did a news article last episode where this lady ha, uh, didn't know she was pregnant and then was like, I got kidney stones. And she went to the, the hospital and they're like, you got triplets. And she's like, no, kidney stones. But it was triplets. The doctors were right, you know, because they're doctors. And uh, it was very, it was just like the, uh, I didn't even make that connection, but it's very similar. The, and the little kid, they already had a little kid. And the little kid was like, I, I one time I went to my my uh, uh, my little sister and I wish she would have two, two little sisters. And I wish I could have a little brother to play with. And that's what she ended up, that's what this lady ended up having was two little girls and a uh, little boy. And that was her son, Ronnie. So he had like a premonition. And on the episode prior, we were talking about clairvoyancy in in people with autism and Asperger's. And Patrick, who uh, does have Asperger's, said he told us a story about how uh, he was he, he mourned the loss of his unborn uh, baby sibling, his sibling was not born yet. Uh, his mother was still pregnant, and he mourned the loss of her. He and he told his family that she was going to, uh, or that this baby was going to pass away. And when the baby was born, it did. Uh, very interesting cr- uh, shit. You should go back and listen to the. Uh, I think that was episode one hundred and two with Patrick, and he was telling some of those stories. They were. Uh, I was very happy that he had some stories, and he's plus it's just really fun to listen to. Um, and then. We had, and let's see, what was 102 called? I think it was called uh, Clairvoyant Butt Burgers. Yeah, that was the name. <laughs> it's a pretty long one, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, we, we, we talked about a lot. So we have another, uh, we have another, uh, um, let's see, what's it called? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email from Search Find Search. Now, I'm not going to say who this is, but I think I might know, and I think maybe if somebody else might catch who this is, uh, it might be kind of tough. NBC. So he's commenting on the NBC that, again, on this episode, I want to say this uh, right now, we are going to, I'm going to push that back. I am holding that that episode, that that Millennial Book Club is going to be a lot of fun to talk about, and I really don't want, I want to do it justice by actually speaking with somebody else about it rather than me just ranting. I could, I could absolutely rant about it. Don't worry about that. But I think it'll be more fun. We'll get we'll get more uh, out of it by speaking with someone else. Um, he said, but he said about the Millennial Book Club, too cartoony. You know what that means? Search, find, search. You, because you wrote in about the Millennial Book Club, you get yourself a Millennial Book Club postcard. Yeah, buddy. Uh, he commented, just squeaky breaks. He also slept with my wife. It's a line from one of our ads. Uh, let's see. My manifesto. I agree with Grant. Pat can't use our word. He may. 
However, say the H word. Hmm. Wonder what the H word is. Human? I go with he. Human? I think. Yeah, because we were talking about again uh, on that episode. Um, Patrick was was showing how far disassociated he is with the rest of humanity by calling everyone humans. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, you know it's a symptom of Aspergers. <laughs> Uh, artificial intelligence, I fucking told you, already racist. That's right. I uh, did an article where they have this arti- artificial intelligence that scans tweets for racism and its bias against black people because they write in Ebonics. So it automatically, anything written in Ebonics, no matter if it's good or bad, just the fact that it's written in Ebonics, this AI goes, bad. <laughs> uh, super basic breakdown. And he, And then I asked, what the difference between a logarithm and an algorithm was. And uh, here we go. <clears throat> Get your fucking notepads out. Super basic breakdown. Logarithm is the opposite of an exponent and is considered a function. Okay, so now you're using two words that I don't know. <laughs> so now I'm double lost. I think usually ref, uh, ref, referred to as base number. Okay. Algorithm is a method of setting up a series of functions to perform in a series of steps in a specific order. Okay. That one uh, uses more words that I get. <laughs> I have heard exponent and function in, you know, uh, my in classes and stuff in school. You know, in school. Takeaway from BAM story, your nickname should not be onomatopoeia <laughs> that is the takeaway see i like that's what we're trying to do what's the takeaway what did you learn that's what he learned or she search find search could be either but uh i know i think i know uh let's see final thoughts on the show in general justin sounds handsome hmm interesting i can hear the the seams in pat's human suit stretching and tearing yeah we're all worried and it makes it hard to focus isaiah is one of my favorite people hey I want sign absolutely not Justin. Okay, so mark that person off of who who this could be. It's not Justin. They said it right here. Guys, if you want to write in, please, I would love any you could write in a book and I would take a, the whole time and I would read it. I'm we're going to read everything you guys send in for as long as we can. Let me say that. For as long as we are able to do so, we will read every single thing that comes in verbatim. And if you want to do that, you can write into roadsodamail at gmail.com. And why don't you, uh, if you don't know what to write in about, if you don't want to comment on something, why don't you just write in and tell us how you found us? How did you hear about us? And if you do that and you email at roadsodamail at gmail.com, we will send you a personalized postcard, a little, a nice little personalized postcard. How does that sound? And, uh, Anywhere you're listening to us, wherever you're listening, please subscribe and comment and rate. Do whatever they, it, the, there is to do because it helps to help helps to help other people help and find our podcast. And, of course, you can follow us everywhere at Road Soda Podcast. That's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Road Soda Podcast. And like I said, uh, it's just me again today, No Millennial Book Club. We're just going to do some some quick news and uh, some other stuff and let's uh let's let's in let's enjoy the show hello i am gunter von dogschnipper proud owner of the number one canine salon in the world 
hound obsession. The ones who brought you glitter balls. We saw it at Wismister this year. The winners of each breed had glitter balls. If your dog showed up without glitter on his dangle fruitin, why did he show up at all? At Hound Obsession, we are obsessed with your dog's hinterland from the stinking key statues of Undersack. We would dip, paint, carve, or even brand a dog's marble wagon. And we are ready to proudly debut the next hot runway style. Tassels! Beautiful streamers attached to a tiny rubber plug, painlessly installed into your puppy's hinterholen. A veritable curtain concealing the glitter fruitin, giving delicious piquant bull aspect. <laughs> At Hound Obsession, we are obsessed with your hound. 104. <clears throat> 104. A leap year, starting on a Monday, the year 104. And uh, pretty much the only thing that happened was uh, a fire broke out in Rome. Doesn't say the size. Could have been a chimney fire. But now, let us do something we haven't done with 104, with the number. And allow me to read to you Psalms 104, King James Version. This is, 10, this is chapter 104. It's not, we're not going to read the whole thing. Uh, 104. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Who covest thyself with the light as with a garment. Who stretches out the heaven like a curtain. Why layeth, who, who layeth the beams of his chambers of the waters. Who maketh, man, this guy's really buttering up god wouldn't you say is really uh really like yeah okay we get it you really butter okay who maketh his angel spirits his ministers of flaming fire who laid the foundations of the earth and it should not be removed forever thou covetest in thou covetest it with the deep as with a garment the water stood above the mountains <clears throat> It's like a, like a like a like a guy to a to a mad to his to his mad girlfriend, right? That's like the dynamic. The Lord is, is your girlfriend, and you're in the doghouse, right? <laughs> That's the dynamic people seem seem to have with God. Is that no, no, baby, the you're the best one. You're the most amazing thing ever. The one who uh, helps me helps me make dinner every night the the one who takes care of my children the one who puts foodeth upon the table <laughs> oh man uh i uh, i thought that this would be fun i didn't really read. i didn't re i just i i had it a link to it and i went to uh i was like that'll be fun just read psalm 104 yeah i don't know uh I don't want anyone to get the intention that I'm trying to, to if somebody wants to read the Bible and, and, and have a good old time, I, hey man, please do. By them shall the fowls of the heaven have their habitation, which sing among the branches. And uh, right out of old Psalm 104, there you go. <laughs> but um, I don't know, I thought we, that we would have fun doing that. Let's, let's uh, 104 is... Uh, you know, it's the it's the episode, and and what else ha what else is there to do with 104? Uh, the the UFC championship 104 was Machida versus Shogun. I 
remember this. This was in uh, 2009, so I was in high school, and this was like right around this time is when I. Uh, no, actually, it was it was definitely before this. This was yeah. This was obviously that the Todd Duffy got knocked out, or sorry, Todd Todd Duffy knocked somebody out in like three seconds, and uh, it was it was a crazy time. Like that, we was really really blossoming. UFC was really, really blossoming around this time and, and catching a lot of steam, and it's still, to this day, is, is gaining a lot of steam. But uh, Leota Machida fought Mauricio Hua and, and won. And it was like, the, dude, when Leota Machida, this was like the top of his game. This is when he was, like, unstoppable. He's this guy that came out, and he had such an interesting style. Like, this was when we, we see people coming into the UFC with such... Like, like crazy, like there's, there's not this one way to do it in which that's kind of like how the UFC was first built was this fighting federation where you, anything goes. So like use whatever, like use your karate, use your jujitsu, use all that stuff and see which one does best. And, uh, that was how it was for the first couple of championships. Right. And then it kind of got to this point where there was like this loose, like MMA, martial arts if you will like this this mma training like that started to grow and we're seeing that in this area like there's people that i don't train i don't i don't train just jujitsu and now i'm fighting around just box and now i'm fighting in the ufc these people go i train mma that's like when this was starting and you have leota machida who comes in and goes i train karate and mma right and so he's got this like karate style base which nobody was using like Everyone's using a boxing stance or a kickboxing stance and then like wrestling shoots and and takedowns with uh, a ground and pound and kicks and punches and all that kind of stuff. So it was like, anyway, yeah, anyway, it's, but this guy, Leo Machi had such a wide open karate stance. He was like almost, he's almost strictly like a counter striker. So he's just waiting for you to make your move and then he comes in and gets you. But he's just point for point, fucking awesome, awesome moves, speed fucking amazing amazing he was amazing and, it, and and he went up and he had his time at the the champion obviously he beat fucking hua for this shit it was an amazing fight because who is known for just like splitting people's domes with these kicks like he was you know uh, a muay thai hard ass motherfucker good fucking good fighter let's see who was we had spencer fisher josh near kane velasquez fight ben rothwell and kane this was the rise of kane velasquez kane velasquez was hanging down in there fucking moving his way up coming in and and he was the co-main event on that card and uh one of the best heavyweights of all fucking time kane fucking velasquez an animal a a pure animal if he wasn't such an animal he would have fought more and it's because he's such an animal it kept him out of the ring because he kept injuring himself in camp because he just doesn't know how to turn it down from fucking ten thousand. anyway that's 104 i hope i hope uh 104 uh, couldn't be turned down from fucking 1,000. I, I hope that's how that went. <laughs> Ed Talks. Ideas to have. Listen to the most visionary people explain their visions on the Ed stage. Like Gunter von Dogschniffa, creator of Glitter Balls. If you think that when I said I was going to put glitter on dog balls that people didn't tell me not to, You are wrong. Everyone told me not to. Why would you do that? That's so cruel, they all cried. But I followed my dream despite what anyone said. 
And now those same people have pups with glitter on their paws. And the new hinterholen und plumdassels. <laughs> Get this complete Ed Talk and more at edtalks.com. Oh, oh yes. Uh, <clears throat> hi, I'm Isaiah Cooper, and this evening news goes out to you. I don't know what. Uh, that's not really what a, a news anchor man would say. Maybe the news anchor man that could be a catchphrase for like a a news guy, right? And then he could read news like this. Uh, <laughs> then he could read news just like this. A Plagiarism scandal shakes up the true crime podcast world. Uh, this comes to us from thevulture.com. You want to be sure to say that. Why? Because there's trouble in the true crime podcast world. Over the past two weeks, the popular series Crime Junkie has found itself caught up in plagiarism scandal that should say a plagiarism scandal after a former Arkansas Demo uh, Democrat Gazette. See how I had to go back and tell you there was supposed to be an A there, so you know that reading this, I'm not the I'm not the the dumb one. I mean, they're not dumb, right? They wrote this article. They would never have a dumb person writing an article ever, uh, especially not the vulture. Accused, okay, yeah, so anyway, um, they accused the podcast of using her work on a 2002 murder without proper attribution. Attribution. You were, that's, see how I did that at the beginning? I said, this comes to us from the Vulture, or Vulture.com. You relied on my series about Casey Woody to air your podcast, which I would assume profits by, sh by the sharing of crime stories. At one point, you quoted a portion of my copyrighted story almost verbatim. I love that she's jumping on this. She knows that podcasts are like all the, the rage now and that crime podcasts are like uh, uh, such a super common uh, like uh, what genre, right? It's like a super, super common genre. She's just assuming they make money. I hope Crime Junkies like a, like a, a podcast like us. <laughs> there's no money being made like i wish somebody would attack us for not mentioning them in a podcast i wish somebody would come out and go hey i need you to take these episodes down you know, that's what she wants them to do too she's like uh, i need you to take these episodes down i wonder if if they could like meet her in the middle and be like how about i just go back and edit all the episodes to have me saying this story comes to you from uh blank and then cite her would that keep her keep them from uh I wonder if it would. I then started listening. She'd probably got some, maybe she'd want some money too from the, I don't know. But then again, what if they don't make any money? What, I don't make any money, lady. Get out of here. It's a nonprofit. Um, she started listening to your other podcast and surprise discovered that you don't cite sources or credit news organizations. Tisk tisk. This. Do you think that the vulture understands like the coincidental? Or is it irony of the subject matter of this article and the name of their website, Vulture? This person at Crime Junkies, the 
They're the vulture, man. They're just swooping in and picking up the scraps. Just picking up the scraps and using it as their own. That's like a, like a vulture. Um, let's see. Phrase accused. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing. So cite your, I guess if we learn anything from this article, it's very long. So you know that she's very smart. Whoever wrote this, or he's very smart. Oh, this is Nicholas Qua. Uh, uh, article by Nicholas Qua. It's a very, I like that last name. It's Q-U-A-H. Ha! Qua. Very nice. Now on to our next story. Uh, this story, I was hoping actually Justin would be on the podcast and he can have a, he could comment on this. He's like our environmentalist on, on staff, you know, he's a professional environmental scientist. Yeah. He actually gets paid to do what he has a degree in and that's fucking awesome. And it is environmental science. So every time we have something, uh, like there was uh, a couple episodes ago, there was Arctic fires, fires in the Arctic. Now everyone is aware that the, um, Amazon is on fire as well. So I would love to have Justin comment on. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna waste my I'm just gonna save it for him and we'll have him comment because what do I what am I gonna say that he's not gonna uh, make wrong <laughs> because he actually knows what he's talking about. Okay. Welcome to Dark Web MD, medical knowledge your doctor won't tell you about. One time I was delivering pizza to a house and the next thing I knew, I woke up sewed anus to mouth with my three friends. Luckily I was at the front and didn't have to eat poop and was also able to comfortably access Dark Web MD to find out more about my symptoms. Dark Web MD gives complete access to archives of information to help with everything from at-home tumor removal to the actual value of an arm and a leg. Sick of losing to your tennis partner? Send them polio. That's right, Dark Web MD won't only help identify ailments, we will sell them to you. Dark Web MD, where you go when they say there's no cure. And how about this? How about this for a story? On other news tonight, your host Isaiah is going to take a sip of water. Another news tonight, creation of the first human monkey chimera. Yeah, that's not like a, I mean, I, I was kind of reading that as maybe like a, a show or like a, a movie, a part of a movie, like a trailer for a movie in monkey mera creation, creation of the first human monkey chimera. A movie everyone's been waiting for. Something like that, you know? An ethical debate has been sparked after the announcement that a Spanish and U.S. research team has created the first human monkey chimera in a lab in China. See how none of the, like, they're from Spain and they're from the U.S. and they have to go to China because apparently Spain and the U.S. are totally not cool with crossing up a monkey and a human. I bet if they wanted to cross a monkey with a rat or a monkey with a with a pig, the US would be like, fuck yeah, put those sum together. I don't give a shit. I don't know how they would I don't know how that would sound in Spain. I don't speak Spanish. And that, uh, but so they have to go to China and China's like, that's cool man, we don't care. We got these guys right over here. We got too many people. Turn whoever you want. You want to turn that guy into a rooster? Sure. We got a guy that looks like an elephant. 
I don't think we crossed him with anything. He just looks that way. It might be easier for you to cross him with an elephant. You want that guy? <laughs> that's Spain. That's not Spain. That's China. That's my impression of China when it comes to uh, human monkey chimeras. Recently, there have been a reports that a team led by Juan Carlos is Pusia Belmonte. Out of all the movies that we've ever seen, the the that that are like prophesizing the the pro, yeah prophesizing the future. It's Planet of the Apes. That's the one. Not the one where the big meteor hits. Not the one uh, where the, the the massive storm wipes us out. Or not the one where it's like basically Revelations or whatever. None of those. None of those movies. But the one where the fucking monkeys take over. That's gonna. That's what's happening because that's what looks like happening. A professor in the gene. The gene. <laughs> gene expression. Its name isn't gene. It's gene expression laboratories at the Salk Institute for Biological Studies and Horrors, that's last part isn't there, I added that part on, has been successful in creating a monkey-human chimera that is, uh, that is said to shed important light on early development and could one day lead to new methods for growing transplantable human tissues or also creating a super army for any military that has the money to buy our monkey men. I added that last part, but I'm pretty sure they did say that. I think they probably just they probably just cut that part out. I, but I'm sure they that's I'm sure that's one of the things. According to Sock Presidential President Elizabeth Blackburn. Mhm. There's the name of our apocalypse. Miss Elizabeth Blackburn, Sock President. She is putting together they say it's and, and it is okay so, so previously his team um his team grew a rat pancreas heart and eyes in a developing mouse so he, they grew them all like in the developing mass or off of them i don't know noted nunez the vice chancellor of research at the catholic university of saint anthony in guadalupe spain Man, this is, uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading this so slowly because I'm, I'm, my mind is racing with each, like I'm, I'm taking each word in and really thinking about what, what they're doing here. I guess they are, uh, they, the idea is they just want to, uh, you know, make it medicine, further medicine, if they can figure out how to like grow these organs and do stuff. Personally, I don't know, I guess, I don't know how having a monkey-human hybrid because is going to help. I guess the idea behind that is they're going to make a monkey-human hybrid. It won't technically be human anymore, so it won't have rights, but it'll be human enough where they can, like, gank a pancreas out of it and have no legal repercussions. That's what I think it is. <laughs> uh, that's really silly. I think there's other... There, there, I think uh, they should maybe give more money to, like, scanners that can, that can print a pancreas. Because that is kind of, I mean, at what point is, uh, just because something's not genetically a human, what if the thing can talk? What if it's human, what if it's got enough human to start talking and stuff? Like, what then? Are we still going to like, I'm fucking, I like sugar, man. All right, diabetes is not my fault. And that monkey man is going to give me that goddamn pancreas. Because my God-given right to eat Twinkies and (laughs) Ho-Hos. Jesus Christ. Um... Was that bummer news? I don't think that was bummer news, was it? On to some other stuff, which 
uh, uh, let's let's slow it down a little bit because uh, also I titled that because uh, I have my own personal title for for the links and that one says pics or get the fuck out for the chimera that's what we all want to see there's no pictures folks it was just the article it's just like a rumor but there was no I was hoping there was pictures no Bigfoot type creatures man it's, it's exactly Planet of the Apes it's stupid alright let's move on guys This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Smuggle Buddy, the number one smuggling app. Download Smuggle Buddy and easily smuggle everything drugs, people, and drugs in people. With Smuggle Buddy, tracking your paraphernalia has never been easier. Know what's on the ground, in the air, and in the toilets at all times. Expense tracking, airfare, supplies like baggies and laxatives, all at your fingertips. I'm a mule, and I raise death every day from a rupturing drug-filled condom in my stomach. Last thing I need is a missed payment from my coyote. For mules, Smuggle Buddy is a game changer. Mules can pair with dealers and coyotes, track frequent flyer miles, and with the seamless payment feature, you will have your money before the last baggie hits the toilet water. Thanks, Smuggle Buddy! Smuggle Buddy, your one-stop shop for smuggling solutions. A Popco brand. Uh, now also, not so in a, uh, a conspiracy type way this is this is less in a conspiracy direction and more in a ufo alien direction you know where we want to move away from that mumbo jumbo conspiracy cons- conspiracy bullshit okay so this story and i, I want to preface this is this is going to be the last little story here this story i saw just today it was about uh three days old and I, what i'm going to do is i'm going to read this to you and then uh, tell you a little extra something. So yeah, let's do that. I don't, why explain it, just do it. A mom said two fake child protective services uh, agents tried to take her son. That's not too strange, right? Maybe she's a bad mom. Maybe she's got a mean left hook like old Conor McGregor. Marysville, Washington. A mother said two people showed up at her house posing as child protective service agents and tried to take her son away from her. Haven't wanted to let him go since I picked him up, said Jesse McCombs, uh, Jesse McCombs said. She has good reason to hold the four-year-old a little tighter. She said two imposters showed up to her home, a woman followed by a man on Monday morning. Said she was... She, okay said she was with cps and that she was there about my son's injuries and that they were to take him into protective custodies mccombs said she said she was initially confused i thought for sure she had the wrong house until she told me his name and birthday Uh oh so now they know the name and the birthday of the kid right maybe this lady's lying mccombs said she said both were uh depressed Sorry, both were dressed professionally, and the woman did all the talking. I asked her, can you show me some identification? Can you show me this order that you supposedly have? She refused to show me that, McCombs said. It was a red flag. These people were potentially trying to just snatch my kid, so I started panicking, McCombs said. She told us then she, told us she then faked 
dialed 911. I'm getting goosebumps reading this. Fake dialed 911. She said, We'll come back later. And they left in a hurry down the stairs, McCombs said. McCombs made a report with Marysville police who said they're investigating. Okay, that's pretty much it. Uh, it doesn't say anything. It's like two more lines of just, they don't really have any leads. So this incident right here that happened, there was a whole uh, flap of this that happened. I I'm really want to say in the early 2000s or maybe in like the 90s, but it was on like the Midwest somewhere. Maybe it was like Texas, uh, but it was like a handful of towns where these people were showing up to people's houses. They knew the kids' names. Like they knew they had information, right? And then they would try to take the kids, but the, they didn't have any police with them. They all said they were with child services. They looked professional. And the parents, like, um, what was I going to say? And the, uh, yeah, so, and, and then uh, they, they all never got a kid, as far as I understand. They never got a kid because all the parents were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get out of here, right? Parents aren't just going to give their kids up to any, you know, jackass. And, um, what was I going to say? She, so all of them, all of them left. And then the parents would call the cops and they would file a police report. And the police never once had any leads. Uh, it's still an open investigation. They never found out who these people were ever. And it's like, and it's happened again, a couple of like here and there in different States, uh, throughout time. There's, and, uh, very, very weird stuff like that in itself is weird. So like, if you want to talk about what it most, uh, probably is it's may, might be people trying to sell children into some kind of slave trade and that's just what they do and they do it enough and maybe they actually do find a kid and we maybe don't hear about it that could be a real thing but it's it is strange that they um people don't say they have any kind of accent so usually somebody kind of putting somebody in a slave trade you'd think might be shipping them off to another country they always look professional the stories, some of the stories, if you get more details out of them, like uh, the they might say, the parents might say the people acted real strangely, like kind of maybe they spoke weird, like kind of robotically or, or kind of did things strangely. Um, I don't know. And uh, so it has to, what I'm getting at here and what this ties into is there's a lot of people that believed that that was uh, some kind of men in black thing. Now, like the men in black could obviously everyone's seen, you've everyone's seen the fucking movie, right? It's just a, uh, it's like the, this government arm or like maybe government in, employees that kind of work super top secret, basically just with like aliens and stuff. And, uh, but there's also a lot of beliefs that they themselves are like an alien, like they're aliens and they don't really work with the government, but they kind of do like the government knows they operate, but they're not necessarily working together. That is like more of a, you know, that's the Alex Jonesy shit, if you would, of, of what people think with the men in black. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, the stories themselves, they're pretty intriguing. And I, as soon as I read that article, I, uh, was like holy shit that's like exactly like a minute and she also she also mentions that first of all it was it's weird when a woman is involved in abducting a child like taking a child for like a, a, a sex trade like that's a very strange thing and, and women are but maybe that's also could be part of the tactic like they would be more these parents will give you your children are more likely to give you a child if the if you we have a woman there right to sell into some kind of slave trade 
so maybe that was um but they always look nice you know maybe you think it would be like some kind of junkie or something trying to do that trying to make a quick buck but you know they always look nice these people were dressed professionally and i was like i wonder what they were driving so i found another i just looked just to kind of see you know what it was or what, what like what else what other kind of details i got i could get i found another source that reported on the um the same oh wait this is a different thing so the other the other report was actually like a, it was just another news source. This was actually by a, like a small time. This comes out of Atlanta. It's just like a small time local news station. This one was, but they uh, actually put in there. Let's see. Um, there's a little more. There's some more details. Pretty much the same story, but there was one detail um, in situations where child where a child must be removed from the home. DCYF. This is important to know. Staff are accompanied by law enforcement. It's it's, I think it's like a law that the law that like cops have to be there to kind of show you the papers and everything just to le- legitimize what's what's happening. And they can't just show up and take your fucking kid. <clears throat> McCone, McCombs said the pair left in a black Ford Victoria. Check that out. Blad, a black Ford Crown Victoria. Uh, but she was not able to see the license plate. Of course not. Uh, that sounds like a pretty men in black car to me. Also, if you look th- this, look this stuff up, you can, it's, uh, there are so many other reports of this kind of stuff happening. Here's another one that happened in 2000. Uh, this happened in July, actually. This one happened in July and this happened in, where did it? Delaware, um, are searching for three people accused of posing as caseworkers from Child Protective Services. Police say a woman and two men told a female resident that they were from Child Protective Services and needed to check on the welfare of a child. Suspects had the child's name but could not provide credentials or proof. See, it's like the same exact story, only it's happening in Delaware. Is that not a, it's not a little weird? Police say... While the female suspect spoke to the residences, the men took photo of the of a vehicle parked in the driveway. Right. So again, the two guys don't talk. The lady talks. Really similar case, but this happened in Delaware in July, and this other thing happened in Washington State like the other day. So is it like a gang that just that's their tactic? They just do the same thing always. Police say the male suspect both wore holstered guns, handguns in their waistband. The female which is kind of weird. That's very uh, strange, right? A little bit of intimidation. The female resident became suspicious anyway. When they left, uh, the, the the two guys, they seemed to be dressed pretty nicely too. Uh, like the woman was wearing some blue suit. And the guys drove away in some kind of, it was like a black, I think it was like a black SUV kind of thing. Black male, both suspects fled in a black Chevrolet Tahoe. Yeah, so it was like, a, you know, again, uh, a black car. And the female left in a different car. Kind of weird. Anyway, uh, that's your out there news for today. Because why not let uh, go out there a little further with the news, guys? Hey, new clubs again, Bob? You just got a new set. That class action lawsuit I was a part of just settled. Oh, really? Which one? The one involving red Toyota Corollas. But, uh, you drive a Lincoln. Exactly. You gotta call these guys and get in on the action. Class action now.
There are so many class action lawsuits. If you haven't settled with one yet, you are missing out. That's why we are here. Class Action Now. Matching real people with real class action lawsuits. If you or someone you know has ever eaten too much at a Golden Corral, or felt ridiculed for your film purchases checking out at a Holiday Inn, or been groped by a priest in Vermont or Pennsylvania, coming soon, Ohio, or been sexually harassed by Donald Trump, or did that tweet from Stephen A. Johnson spoil the ending of Game of Thrones for you? Then log on and fill out our short survey and we will match you with class action lawsuits that fit you. Remember, if you're not settling, you're losing. Class action now. Four. Done. Put the lid on it. Close it up. Put nail it shut. Throw it away. Come back to it later and, and reminisce through rosy colored glasses. There it was, folks. Another episode down of the Road Soda Podcast. I can say at this point you're a Road Soda Holic. And thank you guys so much for listening to us it's always i know it's, i'm saying us but uh typically there's more than one person here and even if there's not the show must go on and and we will always have fun that's what the main thing is here entertainment on the go folks and if you ever want to write into us hey you have another full week to watch the millennial book club it is uh we're going to be going over that next week it was Enter the Anime. It's a documentary original on Netflix, as that's what the Millennial Book Club is. It is a book club where we just watch Netflix originals, and then we talk about them. So that's the assignment, is Enter the Anime. And if you have your, your comments about it, you can send that to roadsodamail at gmail.com. If you just want to write into the show so we read it on air, again, roadsodamail at gmail.com. Tell us how you found us, and uh, that would be swell. Let me ask you this. What'd you learn? What'd you learn on this episode, guys? I'll let you ponder that for a second. I learned on this episode. You can also write in uh, what you learned, and then I'll read that right here. I'll read what other people learned, maybe from other episodes. But I learned that uh, if somebody comes up to you and says they need to uh, check your child for bruises and stuff, Say you need to see some identification and then and then and then uh, call the cops if they ain't the cops. I think that's just a good. That is just a good slogan. Call the cops if they ain't the cops, and uh, that's something you can live by. <laughs> and uh, what else did we learn, guys? We learned that uh, it, China's really okay with uh, crossbreeding monkeys with with humans, and uh, what's, I'm interested to see how that goes. I'm. Uh, totally interested just to see what happens from here. <laughs> Am I right? And guys, as always, maybe you're finishing this episode up on, on your way to work or on your way home from work or whatever you're doing. When it comes time to about 10 o'clock and you think I could watch one more episode, read one more page, listen to one more podcast, don't. Don't do it. Just go to bed early. Try to get nine hours of Fuck this eight hours of sleep shit. Try to get nine hours of sleep. I swear to you, 
It will change your fucking life. Just do it three days in a row. It will change your fucking life. See you next week, guys.